and I swear this is going to be metal AF. It is Carcone Carne live on, uh, what day is it? It's a Wednesday night. I don't know what day it is. Uh, the 29th. Thank you. That, that's the world we live in. That is life under COVID-19. It is Quarantine Con Carne tonight. Sponsored by C&H Financial Services. If you are a business owner, C&H Financial Services can help you eliminate 100% of the fees associated with accepting credit and debit cards. Here's a web address. Remember this one, freeprocessingnow.com. That is C&H Financial Services. Thank you for sponsoring the show. C&H. It's Car Con Carne. Me, I'm James Van Alstel, and across Chicago, I have two Huntsmen, two members of Huntsmen. I have Ray and Kirill on the uh, on, on the line, on, on, the, uh, <laughs> on whatever the fuck this is. Uh, they are here. Uh, hi, guys. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for, for having, having us. Man. Yeah, thank you. And uh, we are live, as mentioned, on Facebook. I'm going to pull that up so that we can interact and people can, you know, share their thoughts and enjoy oh with you. Uh, so... What I wrote when I when I just posted the video, the coolest concept album of 2020 is Mandala of Fear by Chicago Prog, Doom, Stoner, Sci-Fi, Metal Band, Huntsman. Get those horns up in the air. Uh, this album is something something special. This is a big, sprawling, epic piece of work and a true album. I mean, we live in a time when music is consumed a la carte. People consume songs one at a time. This is a legit album meant to be taken in as a complete statement. So I guess the question is, was the intent going into it to create a concept album or did the concept album come out of the writing process and just kind of, did it just start presenting itself as a thematic piece of work? Well, well some of our uh, previous releases have been uh, <clears throat> based on stories and, like kind of concepts that um, that we've come up with, and we kind of wanted to extend that story for this album. And when we started it, we didn't, you know, we're the type of band where we don't care how long anything is, you know, you know, we're kind of a doom band anyway, so that's kind of par for the course, you know, long songs and drawn out, uh, sometimes boring things. But, <laughs> um, but so when we started writing, we were just it was a complete open book. We could just do whatever we want, take as much time as we wanted to. We wanted to tell the story and regardless of how long that takes. So um, our guitar player and kind of uh, main songwriter, Chris, um, he came up with the, the story and then just started laying down like little uh, videos and little sound recordings of riffs and stuff that he'd made up and started writing down little tidbits of, the story and as we started developing that and started writing we really like early on uh found out that it was going to be long as fuck and it was going <laughs> to be you know 13 songs like he had these 13 ideas and we weren't sure how they were going to fit into place or how it was going to work but um immediately we all just kind of came together and we talked to prosthetic and we're like hey uh you know, this album that we've been talking about, it's going to be like 85 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, that definitely kind of like raised some eyebrows. But um, once we started like showing the songs off to him and 
and started really talking up the concept and like how we wanted to do it, they were completely on board and it was, and then it spiraled into this crazy thing that it became. Yeah, it was, ba we basically had like a, uh, a board on the wall in our rehearsal space with the title of songs and like in temporary titles and such. And it was just like, number one, and then it was just this, just timeline of just, this is how it's gonna go. And then at times we would be writing the songs and we perform the songs or we get to a section and it would be like, you know, like Mark, uh, our bassist would sit down and be like, this is how I'm feeling about this section. And it would be like, we would go in and start almost writing to the feel opposed to just like us just jamming the fuck out and just having a great time. Hopefully I could swear, but jamming the fuck out. And I'm gonna hey, I think I beat you to it tonight. Okay. So yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> fuck it. Uh, so jamming the fuck out, it was just like, all right, we can jam the fuck out, but have a certain feel to the story and, <laughs> and just kind of vibe with it. So yeah, it was, it was something. <laughs> yeah. Moving forward, I think with my podcast, uh, when I'm hitting like the last 10 minutes, when it's time to wrap up, I'm just going to fire off awake at time's end, just as my warning to know when to wrap up. <laughs> podcast. Let's this, go. Yeah. When the song starts to trail off. Okay. That, that's all the time we have. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. Uh, did you guys grow up with concept albums? Like I, I, as a kid, loving rock, loving metal, and th those were always the coolest to me. That's, that's um, the stuff you nerded out about with your friends. Oh, yeah. Well, for me, like, I was really, really into, like, really hardcore punk back in the day. And most, you know, most of those songs are just, like, slop, just thrown onto an album in the best way possible. But there was no concept, you know, almost at all. Maybe lyrically there could be a little bit, but as a, as a drummer, I always was just like, is it fast and harsh? Like, I'm into it. And then I started like getting into like some classic metal and stuff and like Iron Maiden, you know, especially I was just like, Oh my God, this is what a concept could be. You right. know, yeah. it could be this epic thing. And the, the music takes you on that journey. Um, and that's kind of where I started really loving it. And then that took me to like um, uh, the Mars Volta, Delaus and the Comitorium. Yeah. When that album one. came out, I was like, it, to me, that was like what a modern band at that time could do to make a concept album that wasn't like a, you know, Iron Maiden like metal voyage, yeah. you know, it's something that could be experimental, it could be weird, and they could do whatever they wanted, you know, and you're just kind of along for the ride. Yeah, that was the exact same thing for me. It was just like I grew up on pop punk and like Southern California punk rock. So, you know, listening like Rancid and like old Blink and Green Day and things like that. And then, and yeah, and that, yeah, right. And then I listened to, <laughs> I listened to the Laos as well back in high school. And I was like, I was a big, like at the drive-in fan as well at the time. Yeah. And I was like, and then there was that split of, do you go Sparta or do you go Mars Vault? That's exactly right? it. Choose your side. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I did my best. I was like, I, I love, what was it, Tim Ward? And I loved, I loved his voice. So I was like, I'm going to try to do the Sparta thing with wiretaps. But, and then I was like, holy shit, fucking... Deloused was one of the weirdest, coolest things I've ever heard in my life. So at that point, I was just like, oh, I'd be fucking sick to just have a theme running out through the whole album and just oh, yeah. hearing that for the first time, I was blown the fuck away. And then Francis the Mute also was just like, this is fucking amazing too. Dude, I, I even remember buying Deloused in the Comitorium and not realizing that bands could have <laughs> uh, tracks that extended yeah. through, through track one to two, like the music continuously goes. So I remember like I got it, I took it home, I smoked a fat joint <laughs> and I was just uh, listening and I was like, when is this fucking song going to end? 
Like, this is ridiculous. And I was like, oh, I'm on track like five already. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's awesome. I, I, I did that with the jukeboxes with Francis the Mute because they have, uh, fuck me, what's the name of the track? That's basically like six tracks through the half portion oh, yeah, of the yeah. album. So we would request it on jukeboxes because you could get it for like buck <laughs> fifty, but it'd be going for like twenty-five minutes. So me and my friends would get drunk at a bar with one of our friends who was a bar back and just put that on and just sit there. It'd like ruin cheapest. the rest of the people's yeah. lives. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly That's right. right. Uh, I want to say hi to Giorgio who used the devil horn emoji to show appreciation, as you do. Uh, <laughs> ben says, way to be on brand with the beer. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Hold that up. Right. Look, Look at that. that. Look at got- that. I got all our brands on here. Yes, you do. (laughs) The way to market. I mean, that's, that's, that's key. It's a visual medium here. We won't be able to understand them by the end of the (laughs) end of the show, but it's fine. (laughs) Uh, So far, you're pretty articulate. We'll we'll see. We'll see what, once we hit that 10 minute mark, we'll we'll see where we're at. Now Uh, that you can't do in the car. I tell you what. Thank you. Exactly right. That's one of the benefits. Thank goodness for the uh, pandemic. It's really made things easier for me. Uh, I want to say hi to Justin and to Kat and to Lori and to Mick uh, and to Dick who are all watching on Facebook Live. Thank you for doing that. I know you had nowhere else to be, but we do appreciate you watching and listening. It's Huntsman. That's Huntsman uh, right there. Let's talk a little bit about the album. There, There's so much that I like uh, on the album. And you started to allude to it earlier. Yes, lyrics tell a story, but music tells a story too. And there's something to be said for the way the music, the, the compositions on this album build and have structure and they they kind of go along with it for example um the song bone cathedral this is a song that is relentlessly dark and without hope that is conveyed lyrically and i think musically too yeah yeah uh that was a that was a real fun and amazing song to track like i think the first time we ever played it when we played in a rehearsal we weren't sure what the hell it was you know it's basically what like a six seven chord progression for about three minutes. I think it's one of the shorter songs on the album. Yeah. And it was, it was weird. Like Chris brought it and we were kind of playing with it. We were unsure of what's going on. I think we just weren't in the right headspace at the moment. But then after a certain point, it's, we were, we kept playing it and then we were playing it in concession with like the, the rest of the tracks, right. And the way that we have everything positioned and just ended up feeling much better. And then when we recorded it, I was able to make it sound almost like a weird, at least with guitar wise with like weird cathedral very very dark um, reverb yeah just it's very very odd and it was yeah just, dark is the word that keeps coming up when i think of that song it's a suit it's I, i've mentioned it before like it's one of my favorite songs in the album and like i can't wait to play it live and try to pull it off live um it's just beautiful it's just mesmerizing and it's you know it's yeah it, it's yeah. a lot of emotion <laughs> and going back to the the music telling the story this is one of my like one of the the things i love about making the the album itself was you know since the story came first mostly uh you know we had the task of um telling the story through the music through the um the dynamics and uh the emotions that you can get of playing what you know minor dissonant chords or whatever or major chords you know and how that translates to a feeling that you get when you listen to it and then how that translates to how you're you know if it say it was a movie how that movie would you know have tried to make you feel or something and i mean that was definitely the hardest part about it but in the end you know i'm 
really, really glad that we did it that way because I think it made um, it made the music more interesting, but also um, pushes the story forward and it really gets those ideas into your mind um, without having to be so literal about everything. You know, everything that we do is kind of shrouded in metaphor and symbolism and in the first place anyway. So telling a literal story um, through music, you know, we have instrumental tracks on the album too. Right. It's like, it's not an, it's not an easy thing to do, but um, I think it comes across, comes across pretty well, uh, you know, absolutely not, not biased at all. <laughs> and the theme is apocalyptic I and mean, the album came out mid-March just as things became apocalyptic. Yeah. <laughs> Timing is everything. Maybe this is a little too close to reality for people. Maybe this is too scary for them to... Uh, well, <laughs> dude, it was something. <laughs> this is funny because I think about this kind of a lot because, I mean, one, it sucks because our tours got canceled. We we're about, we're, should be in Europe right now. That all got canceled. Um, but at the same time, we're releasing an 80-minute album that people barely have time or, that's you know, it. That's it. To, to listen to one song at a yeah. time. So now maybe that's a little bit more incentive to, to kind of listen to the whole thing through and actually give it the chance that it deserves. Cause in, you know, in the long run, it's like putting out an album like this is, is risky because you know, it's, we have, we're on a, we're on a record label prosthetic and you know, we have to sell some copies too. And it's not an easy sell to say, here's 80 minutes of music, listen to it all at once to get the, the full picture of the story. But yeah. um, I think a lot of people have latched onto it. And even going from like the themes and everything, you know, this, uh, this mandala of fear, it's like uh, this kind of guided spiritual journey to find peace and solace and uh, strength and resilience through chaos and fear. It's like how, how much more appropriate for the times could it possibly yeah. be? I don't know. Uh, another thing I like, the word balance comes to mind when I listen to the album. Uh, and right out, right out of the gate, uh, that that harmony balance, the the male male female. I love that. Um, and then there's that balance of kind of nudely musically intricate music, balanced with wall of sound, beat the shit out of you, just pummeling. And it, it's it's just a really delicate balance throughout the album. It's quiet, loud. It's intricate. It's it's fucking raging. I love it. Yeah, it's a huge thing. I think it's because of our backgrounds of where we've all come musically. I mean, Ray coming from the hardcore, you know, grindcore stuff, come, me coming from, I guess, post-rock, alternative stuff, Chris going from their grunge, alternative rock stuff, and then you have Mark, who is this classic guy that I, he names things <laughs> I've never heard of all the fucking time. I'm like, Dog master. Me. Yeah, it's just beyond me, and it's just this weird thing of we're all so conscious of, like, why the fuck not of combining all that into something that's cohesive rather than just like we have a song where there's a fucking hard pause and we switch into a weird yes variant and whatever it is. And then we go hardcore <laughs> and like shit like that. I like, I like it cause it's sometimes unexpected, but at the same time, if you do that for fucking three albums, especially for an 80 minute album, if you keep doing that for 13 tracks at a certain point, I'm like, okay, you guys clearly don't know how to write cohesively yeah. to what you what your inspirations are so i think for us it's just been like weird somehow we get in a room and we're all like this is this is what we should do this yeah this the, the big the big part about it is that just having fun like we have nothing that's off limits yeah. if we wanted to write a 30 second grindcore song 
everyone would be on board. If we wanted to do a completely acoustic folk album, everyone would be on board. Maybe not me because I'm a drummer and that shit sucks because <laughs> I don't have a job. But, um, Dude, but, I'm, a yeah, suck- I'm a sucker for folk metal. Just so we're yeah. clear, I, I could listen to Corpaclani all day long. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I love that stuff too. But in, in general, it's just like when we go to write, um, it is completely up in the air and we can take it in any direction that we completely want. No one ever argues with it. The only thing we ever argue about is like, well, maybe we should do this part. Maybe we should do that part. Cause we, we all throw out so many ideas um, in the songwriting process, but yeah, that's one of the best, the best parts about the band is how just accepting everyone is of everyone else's opinion and everyone else's ideas and how we want to get whatever's in our mind across musically and, you know, and so forth. Yeah. You we mentioned- have a, te- we have a tendency to just like sleep on it as well. Right. I think a lot of bands are like when in the fucking moment, if you don't do it right, or it's, you don't like it, then it's like, that's it game over for us. We have a tendency if we record what we did that's new or something slightly different. We're like, all right, well, let's, let's sleep on that and come back on rehearsal whenever it is. And then we'll be like, Oh man, I, I might actually like this. Or like, everyone's still pretty good about not liking it. And it's, it's good. We're, we're conscious of each other's feelings, but we know how to tell each other that like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could be firm, yeah. but fair. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So You mentioned the instrumentals uh, and there are a few in there. Uh, Pirates of the Waste is one that to me feels especially cinematic. Tell me about that. Um, that one is actually, that one was super fun to write because um, immediately like the, the part in the story that, um, that that song portrays is these raiders riding through the desert to, to come across our protagonists like army uh, sector that had just gotten like bombarded by the storm. So they were kind of stranded in the storm and everyone was all fucked up or whatever. And these raiders see it and they come to kind of loot and kill and pillage and stuff. So immediately um, with that in mind, we came up with this like six, eight kind of gallop thing that I start off the song with, with Mark playing the, the bass line. And it literally is just like mimicking the gallop of a bunch of horses coming into play, you know, and then how we take that into like some giant crushing doomsday riffage by the end, you know? Yeah. It's awesome. And I want to mention this Friday, Friday's the first, right? I don't know dates or days at all anymore. Um, Bandcamp is again, waiving its fees from all sales that artists make of their music and merch. Uh, I love this. They did it a couple weeks ago. I bought a bunch of stuff realized I wished I was independent, well, independently wealthy because I wanted to buy everything. <laughs> uh, this is a great opportunity. Your new album is on vinyl. Yes. And this is about, I can't think of a cooler album package this year that you're going to find because it's a double album on vinyl and it includes a graphic novel that ties into the album. A graphic novel. Tell me about that. Well, yeah. Danny. So, so this kind of came about, well, one, we knew when we had as much music as we had, we wanted this big giant gatefold layout, right. Um, to just present this in uh, the biggest way possible. Um, so I actually painted the, the cover back in the, the middle design for it, showing this kind of scenes of this apocalyptic world. Right. And then at the same time, we're, as we are tossing around ideas of cool things we can do with the packaging or whatever, you know, um, I think it was Chris came up with the idea where he was just like, 
man, this would be cool if we had some kind of visual representation of this story because it can be such a literal, you know, thing. And then immediately to my mind, I have a friend, Danny White, who I've been watching his art kind of progress over the years. And he has been doing these comics and some of them are based in like an apocalyptic world in the sand and, and all this stuff. And immediately I, I texted Chris, I was like, check out his Instagram account. We should have this dude do it. And besides the fact that I know he's a really awesome artist, um, I've known him for years and he's just like a really down to earth, like little punk kid. And he's not uh, pretentious about trying to like, I don't know, take, take our story to something else or I don't know. You know what I mean? He's just the kind of person who um, does things out of the love for what he likes to do. So it was the, the perfect idea to make the graphic novel. So we sent him the story and I remember he came over to the, to my house uh, with Chris and we had like a little uh, storyboard out. And at that time I was like, well, maybe we could do like just a, a drawing and then like the lyrics to the song and do one for each song. And then Danny immediately, immediately was like, dude, this is like a full, this should be like a full, a full comics worth of material. I mean, I can picture these, characters and all these things happening like immediately and um so we're like fine dude just go for it and you know a couple couple months probably later he uh sent us this first couple sketches and we were like dude there's no other person that i know of that could have taken our like ramblings of the story and turned it into such a cohesive interpretation of our story like he did it's like perfect yeah that's great as I'm listening to you talk about this, and as we're talking about an 80-minute apocalyptic concept metal album, there is no reason that every male in America shouldn't be naming you their favorite band. I mean, this, <laughs> I agree. This is like this is like catnip to all guys. Everything you're talking about right now. Got I your would own think beer. so. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> everything. So I, again. Sure, you can listen to the, the album, you can stream it, but I, I do, I, especially because no one can tour right now, I've been trying to point people to ways to support artists that put some money in your pockets. I think Bandcamp's probably a great avenue for any band, whether it's Huntsman or another band you want to support, an independent band. All the fees or royalties go directly to the bands on Friday, which kicks ass. And I think, what's, what's the new album? 30 bucks? A value at any price. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Come Keep on. an eye on it. Who knows? Maybe something will pop up on Friday. I don't know. Oh, really? I don't know. Oh, really? Okay, good. Uh, so, again, the new album is uh, Mandala of Fear. And I should mention, you're a Chicago band. That's right. Wait, real quick, before we go, you know, your song's playing us out. Um, talk about coming up through Chicago as a band, through the, through the Chicago scene. All right. Uh, yeah, so I am originally from Latvia, so I moved to Illinois or Chicago suburbs when I was right around like seven or eight years old. Um, You quickly acclimated. You started watching professional wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Eating hot dogs and shit. (laughs) Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, totally. Actually funny enough, like when I first got into the country, uh, it's like my mom and her sister were here for ages before I was. And I flew out here by myself on a plane and uh, like first time I got here and I started going into school and stuff like that, it was like I was waking up to like Whitney Houston and Will Smith in the mornings because I had like the alarm clock and it would go off and it would be like the logo radio station, whatever it was. I think it might have been actually B96 at that point, but uh, it was just like it was just nothing but like Will Smith and 
Whitney and I was like oh okay I guess this is what American music is and I'd go to school and like barely speak Russian or barely speak English and uh it was it was fucking weird like it was uh uh it was it was like a culture shock like when I was back out in Latvia I guess not Russia but Latvia but it was I wasn't hearing much music it was just like me dressing up in nice little suits going to school across the street through a fucking uh like a dirt road because we had our apartment building and you like go around the apartment building through all this dirt road to get to school and you're wearing this nice little blazer and everything like that and um growing up was interesting a lot of scary shit man Uh, as far as like the band goes as far as the band coming up through chicago oh yeah uh for for (laughs) i was like i don't know what i'm talking about my life story you want to hear started Uh, back in latvia back (laughs) a little a little later than that a little later than that Oh yeah, um, I mean for for the band. Um, so like myself, Chris, and Marg have been playing music in several bands prior to, and I actually met Mark and Chris. Uh, God, I don't even fucking know how long ago, but we used to play in the band called the Gorilla Press, right? And um, so that happened, and then we progressed from there, and we started Huntsman because at one point we were on a phone call and we we're like, we need to do something a little bit different, and just like we were getting into a habit of just not enjoying it as much. And Mark was like, you know, cowboy metal doom, I guess. What was I, I my first, my first exposure was the Colonel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember hearing, right, yeah. When, I, when I heard that. that for the first time, I'm like, I don't know anyone else is doing stuff like this in Chicago. Yeah. And I think you you played hunt I, for food at some point. Maybe, yeah. Or it was the Colonel. I, I think it was the Colonel. I played on uh, demo three, one, two. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I was just like, wow, that's so fucking cool that uh, somebody I used to listen to on the fucking radio all the time would be like, oh, let's, uh, let's play this little wiener band. So, yeah, you know, back when I was playing, you know, Whitney Houston songs. Waking <laughs> up in the yeah, uh, but personally for me, it's just like, I, I was in a lot of uh, like instrumental and metal Deftone-y bands prior to the Huntsman. And that's kind of where I like grinded my teeth, I guess. It's in high school, I did my pop punk thing and then I did a little bit of hardcore. I progressed from there and got more and more serious. I used to play bass initially and just yeah just ended up meeting a bunch of dudes that i mean i think yeah i mean i think for uh as far as like you know more recent huntsman stuff yeah. right um i joined the band i don't know 2016 or something maybe and um and uh the colonel was just about to be released and then we were already writing american scrap um and immediately like at that point i think i was um I used to live at this DIY space uh, that would have shows called the Beerix. That was like a just really debaucherous uh, warehouse in Wicker Park. And like we had a giant mini ramp inside. All my roommates nice. skated and we'd have shows on the mini ramp. It was really awesome. But I really got into like the DIY scene at that point where I was just like going to all these other places like Treasure Town on the uh, Pilsen and all these weird all these weird spots and then uh being in huntsman it was kind of like take that aesthetic that kind of diy aesthetic but bring it to you know uh proper sound equipment and and being able to to do these like really dynamic things and harmonies and all this other things live which isn't as easy you know in, in a shitty basement or something <laughs> um but, it, you know, immediately, like, when we started playing out, things have kind of just, like, spiraled a little bit. I mean, we're, 
by no means a huge band at all, but um, progressively more fans are coming out to shows, more people are supporting us. All of our really close friends are in really awesome bands. We all go to each other's shows. We all support each other. We buy each other's merch. We buy the records. It's like the scene here is like so supportive and even the venues, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we, you, you reach out to a promoter and ask him how he's doing, you know, and it's just like we made lifelong friends through industry workers and, and everybody like that. It's like, I don't know of a better scene than in Chicago, especially for just the like camaraderie and the, the, the brotherhood yeah. um, uh, between bands, you know, I don't know. That's always awesome to hear. And again, I said it a little bit ago, huntsmen are like catnip to men. Hey, guys, get in on this band. And ladies, too. I mean, there's so much to admire. And look at these guys. Who wouldn't want to get behind them? Um, the new album is Mandala of Fear. I love it. It's 80 minutes of just epic awesomeness. And if you buy the vinyl, it comes with a goddamn graphic novel. That's it. That's everything right there. Uh, guys, are you doing okay in quarantine? Are you holding up all right? Yeah, we're doing all right. I'm working yeah. from home and I've been painting a lot, trying to just stay uh, stay on top of uh, the place, hanging out with my puppy and, and uh, Amy. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I've been all right. Just Animal Crossing and uh, drinking. There it is. Well, <laughs> you and the rest of America. That and maybe the Bulls documentary on Sunday nights. That's really yeah. the extent of it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, thank you. And again, if you're watching, if you're listening, uh, their music is everywhere. You can stream it everywhere. You can support them on Bandcamp Friday. is a great day, especially to do it. Uh, thank you, Huntsman. Thank and I'm going to say goodbye to everyone on Facebook Live. Thank you, everyone who's been thank watching. You. Pat, Patty's there and Chris and David. Uh, my dear friend Tim is there, John and Robert. Uh, thank you one and all for doing that. I'm going to kill the Facebook Live. And uh, I think I am. <laughs> I almost pushed the wrong button. Now I am.